What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Doing that, I was face-to-face with it. It was holding me by my throat, and it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. That they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages, and at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll wipe religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person. I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. Welcome. I'm your host. And this is Uncomfortable. And welcome back to the show. I am your host, Eric Salagi. My voice is still suffering from the effects of COVID, so please bear with me tonight. If you've got an uncomfortable experience you'd like to have featured on the show, please get a hold of me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Uncomfortable65. And most importantly, please share the show with others and make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review where you can. Those are the main ways you can help getting the show out in front of other people. And the more people listening means the more great guests coming forward with their experiences to share with you, the listener. I think I've got an interesting one for you tonight. This guest is a paranormal consultant, an investigator of over 40 years, a psychic medium, healer, and international author. All very interesting, right? But not anything that we haven't heard before. Well, this guest came highly recommended to me by a previous guest. And when I asked for the contact information and was given tonight's guest email, that's when the hairs went up on the back of my neck. Because in her email address are the words... Demon Seer. June, welcome to Uncomfortable. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. 
I have so many questions and, and they're not literal questions that are written down on a sheet of paper. That's not how I do my show. It's uh, it's conversation based, but uh, yeah. I have the, the name demon seer. Um, at first I was looking at the word S E E R as seer and not, you know, not really thinking that it was a, you were receiving visual representations of what these things are. Um, but I was wrong. You do. And, uh, you come highly recommended from, uh, a previous guest and listener. And, uh, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I think, uh, I think you have some things that my audience is going to find fascinating. So thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm, I'm just glad to be here. So uh, demons here comes from the demons here comes from my grandmother was from Ireland and I did not want to call myself a demonologist because demonologist is somebody who studies demons. I deal with them on a one-on-one and I asked my grandmother about it. She's been dead since 79 and she said, why don't you call yourself what we call, what we would call you in Ireland, you're a demon seer. You can see them, you can communicate with them, and you can get rid of them. And you see them in the true form. So I said, oh, that's a good thing. Just as simple as that. <laughs> so I guess let's let's start at the beginning. When, when did you, uh, did you develop this over, over time, or were you reborn with this? I was born with it. My grandmother raised me for the first five years, and she was a psychic medium. And she had had her encounters with demons. She couldn't see them in their true form. She would only see them as a mass. But when, before I was five, I saw demons, as most humans do, with, you know, a mass, you know, a shadow-type person, humanoid-type a uh, black mass, a uh, mist. After at about four and a half, five, it changed how I saw them. And I saw them in their true form. And I was afraid at first, you know, you're five years old. But Michael the Archangel, who's been with me since birth, he told me that I was seeing them through the eyes of an angel. I was seeing them as the angels see them. In their true form. They're about six. In their true form. They're about seven feet tall. They have a 12-foot wingspan, just like an archangel does. But that's where the difference stops. You know, the similarity stops. Their fate, their onyx, black, and they, their facial features are almost non-existent, except the eyes. Old demons have golden eyes, golden or yellow eyes. And the lesser demons and the minions have red eyes. And they have no mouth, they have no nose, and, you know, no hair or anything like that. So it's quite interesting to see them. But when you look in their eyes, you see every evil that you can ever imagine, and then some. It's something you will never, ever forget. Oh, my word. Well, I guess I guess my first question... <laughs> um, is where do the demons come from? To 
understand that, you have to understand where it began. In that hundreds of thousands of years ago, I'm just we had physical world. We were lived on the physical world. We had physical bodies, and that's where um, God found us. And He basically took us under His wing, and said, and He helped us get rid of famine, war. Uh, disease and our whole goal after thousands of years of evolution was to learn all that we could learn see everything we could see and so eventually we we evolved into pure energy and so once everyone evolved we traveled you know the galaxies and we saw everything saw new worlds new beings being created the whole nine yards and we did that for hundreds of thousands of years and then there you know bunch of the souls said listen you know we'd like to have a physical body again we'd like to have children we'd like to know physical love we want that and there was a, a court you know there was a group that didn't want to have anything to do with it no 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 we don't want to be physical we don't want to be trapped in a shell we don't want to be subject to disease growing old dying we want to be able to just go where we want to go at will and so that's what started the war between quote-unquote between heaven and hell because they were white light beings as well but Lucifer led them Lucifer and his son led them and they rose up against God and he knew that this would happen so some years prior to that he had created what he called the Legion of Light it was made up of archangels Ariel Gabriel Raphael and Michael and they in turn trained all the warrior angels and demon slayers and once the war broke out Lucifer was disarmed by Michael and his son was disarmed by Ariel and God said, you know what? You cannot live among us anymore. You know, because you'll cause problems. There'll be more problems. So he opened a rift into a dark realm. And he put them all in there and closed the rift. And over the centuries, they have been finding ways to get into the physical world. So that's why we have them in the physical world. Because they're after any physical body because it is. It houses a white light soul, and they blame the white light souls for putting them in the dark. They've grown angry and vengeful over the centuries. So they cannot, God says, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. You'll never be able to take, to be reborn into, into a physical form. So that's why they can't. Wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around why that sounds so believable. Yeah, contrary, it, just, it resonates. Contrary. It, a lot of people, it resonates with them on the soul level. Contrary to what I've been led to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm working on a new book called The Angel Primer. It talks about things like that. Okay. Well, this is going to get deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
so as far as the angels go, I've always wondered, um, mm-hmm. on your website, there is an mm-hmm. angel that is most decidedly represented as being female. Mm-hmm. There are female Ariel angels. Ariel is, Ariel is female. She's always, when, when she's reincarnated, she's always come back as a female because her whole premise is the female energy is the stronger of the two energies. And that's from her, but she's, she was sent back. No, no archangel in their right mind would come back and live in a shell, in a physical body for any length of time. But in 1198 AD, she was, you know, a woman called, cried out to God saying that, you know, take this demon from me. You know, the demon was possessing her and God sent Ariel down to remove the demon. And when she got there, you know, the demon, she she understood that the woman summoned the demon to do her bidding. To do her bidding, and Ariel was mad, and she the demon came forward. So Ariel reached in and ripped the demon out of the woman's body, and the woman's body died, but the soul was released to the light. And God was upset because he said, you know. You have no compassion for mankind. And Ariel tried, said, you know what? She summoned the demon, and she, and she calls on us to help her because it got too bad. And, and God said, no matter. He said, you will go back and live human lives until you learn to have compassion for mankind. And she, the first three lives were pretty rough, but this is life number 131. And she's finally learned, so she gets to go home for good when she when she leaves here, when I die. Wow. So, if if we're to believe what the Bible says that, or or the books, early books of the Bible, that mm-hmm. that the angels, the the fallen ones, um, took with with the daughters of man to have mm-hmm. children. No, it makes for a good, it makes for a good, uh, makes for a good book. Not true though. Our, yeah, it makes for a good book. So there are male and female angels. Right. Just as there are male and female demons. Can they reproduce? No. Okay. You only have a certain amount of souls to go around. You cannot make new ones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so do angels have a soul? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Angels are that. What we represent as we think of as an angel is the soul. The soul is a complex energy that can show itself in many forms, you know, some people see us an angel as what we believe, you know, with wings and, and all of that sort of stuff. And they'd see the devil as whatever they want to, you know, the devils look into your, the demons look into your mind. They pull out your preconceived idea of what they should look like. And they amplify that a hundredfold. And they put that image into your mind to make you see them that way. Just as angels will make you see them as, you know, our preconceived idea of what an angel should look like. 
I see them as complex energy. I can see them both ways. I can see them as a human would, and I can see them in their true form. If it, I assume that angels are around us at, at points in our lives. Yeah, there right now there are over three million warrior angels in spirit form walking the earth, and there are over three hundred thousand of them reborn into physical bodies to fight the darkness. Much like what you, much like what you're experiencing, having an angel yeah, inside of you. Yeah, but a lot of the problem is a lot of them don't know what don't know what they have inside of them. And they don't know how to utilize the angel. They don't know how to, um, they don't have, they don't know how to create weapons to defend themselves. They don't know all the different things that they can do, that they're capable of doing. And that's why I'm writing the angel primer as well, because that is kind of like an instruction book for people that have warrior angels that are reborn in them. So it's they have no concept of it. I can't tell you how many I've come across that do not know what resides within them. And most of them don't find out until later in life. Some of them have kind of a clue that they're different, but they don't know why. And then they, they're drawn to me, and I help them. I, the angel that's within them gives me their name, and I give, them to the, I give the name to the individual, and I basically give them a crash course on, you know, what what's within them, how to utilize it, what the possibilities of what they can do to um, to help others and to help themselves. Now, is it possible for somebody to have an angel in them and and choose not to do good with it? No, because the angel will override anything. Okay. Because basically, it, it sounds bad when you say it, but my body was created to house her soul. So her her soul consciousness is within me. I hear what she hears. I see what she sees. I can see through her eyes. I can hear through her, quote-unquote, ears. And so we're basically one. We refused at birth. And that's unusual because a lot of people don't know what resides within them. But I was born with the knowledge that there was something like that inside me. I just didn't know who it was until think, I died. Do you think that has something to do with this being her last go around? Yeah, it could it could very well be. She's she's finally learned to have compassion and she's She's doing what she loves to do in this in the physical world, and that's kill demons. That's that's her passion. You know, she's all about that. She's all about dispensing justice for those who have been, you know, downtrodden and affected by the negative entities. That's her whole goal in life. Not mine. That's hers. <laughs> I'm a nurse. I take care of business. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I have to ask this question, and it's a it's a ridiculous question, and I, I don't think that you're going to be able to answer it. But um, you know this this world we live in is mm-hmm. p- 
putting it mildly, um, not in great That's shape. True. It's it's yeah. it's a shit show. Um, yep. Will will we ever be rid of all the demons? We're actually working on it right now. People don't realize just how many demons there are. But there are ways to in which to remove them in groups. You know, so you get like so you're not just doing one at a time. There are ways to do it to destroy them in like groups of, of a thousand or more. And so that's what we've been working on. The Legion of Light and I have been working on for the last year or so. So that's been there's and they're really affecting a lot of things in the physical world. They've had their run of the physical world for quite some time, and God has said that's enough. We're not we're not de- dealing with this anymore. We need to just get rid of them because you know they're just causing harm to humans, to animals, to everybody. And so he decided that we were going to start doing that. So we've been, been been doing that for the last year or so. So, you know, typically when you think about demons, you you know, I would, at least for myself, you would think of, or I would think of um, someone being oppressed by a demon or possessed by a demon. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, having... A lot, having a lot of times... Yeah, the, a lot of people think, oh, you know, possession is running rampant. But really, true possession, where the entity is inside of the individual 24-7, is a rarity because demons don't want to be in that physical body 24 They don't want to be in the shell 24-7. They will come and go, or they will just be externally attached, where they can influence the individual um, and they have, do you know what a, um, what a trapdoor spider is? Yes. Okay. A trapdoor spider builds the webs, put a little pocket underneath and they hide under there. The minute something lands in it, they pop up and gobble it up. Okay. Well, demons can hide, horrible thing to say, but it's true. Demons can hide in the brain and it's like a trapdoor spider. They pull it in. You know, they pull the brain over it. So they stay. They go in the brain and they influence the individual. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll never know they're there. They, they've, over the years, I've learned so many, so many places where they hide, so many things they do. It's ridiculous. And they can, they can be transdimensional as well. And if you've dealt with, like, say, in your past lifetimes, you've dealt with demons, like your demon slayer or whatever, or you're a monk or a priest or whatever, and you've, you know, you fight against the darkness, some of that residual energy will remain in the soul cellular memory. So you have to really get that cleaned out as well, because if you don't, it'll attract demons as well. And how would one go about? cleaning themselves, clearing themselves? It has to be done. It's usually done by a 
light worker that like that a warrior angel can do it uh, archangel can do it there are seven archangels in the world today in physical form and I know where all of them are but one so and I have I've met them all so it's just a matter of going to the individual you don't even have to see them they don't even have to be in your presence you can go into the soul and you can remove these past life stuff but you have to make sure that the soul gives you permission first so what's that conversation like when you meet oh it's quite interesting when you meet another <laughs> archangel i mean does it's quite is it a is it a conversation between you and another person or or does the angel both. take over and is it a communication between the the two angels it's both it's both if the angel is seated within the individual and they know that they're different they know what that something resides within them that's powerful but they just don't know what it is then i sit them down like i have a friend in scotland who has one inside of him and you sit down and you talk to him and say you know this is this is who you have inside of you and this is what you're doing that's why you're getting all this information that's why you can do the things that you can do and some you know some will work with it and say okay you know this is I wondered about that you know what do I what do I have to do what should I do and others will say well okay it's there I'm not sure what to do about it but you know you just give them the information and let them deal with it the way they can and when they're ready they'll come they'll come and get a hold of me and and we'll talk and I'll show them how to do things that they normally wouldn't know how to do but it's, it's quite interesting you have to have a good laugh over it you know it's like <laughs> that's why I have I have a I have a paranormal I have a, uh, a paranormal investigative team it's called uh, ghosts and girls paranormal and the logo is funny because it's just we deal with negative entities so you know there's a one girl with a recorder in the front and another girl behind her and they're peeking around the corner and there's a, g a ghost looking afraid mm -hmm. behind the second girl and he's peeking around the corner because you know what I do what I do is dark so it's it's nice I got you got to have a sense of humor come on yeah okay you... life's too short come on <laughs> <laughs> you bring up uh, the the paranormal investigation aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. is, is that something you do on a regular basis or is that, is that a part of you that you you've moved on from now or do you still currently engage in that? Um, we, we do, we do get, you know, we get, do get the occasional, uh, people that will come across the website and want, you know, want help. But I usually, usually they'll end up with coming to my demons here website in order to get help and I can do it from a distance so you know all I have to have is a picture or a name and I know what's there and I know how it got there I know what attracted it and then I simply get rid of it I do help out I do get consults from other paranormal groups when they're trying to deal with a negative entity and I will help them out and help them, you know, to know what to do, how to do it, and then, you know, remove the, the entity myself from a distance. 
Now, now you mentioned that you, you work with other groups and that mm-hmm. kind of segues into um, a question that I had, you know, with, with the advent of uh, Discovery Plus and, uh, you know, these streaming services that all have oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. their, their paranormal uh, um, selections that are available. Um, you know, right. I've, I've been watching them for years and years, uh, you know, ghost hunters when it first came out, um, oh, yeah. the guys from taps, uh, I really enjoyed that show. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even the early seasons of ghost adventures, I thought were yeah. well done. Yeah. And when it, yeah. When it first began, it was great. A lot of these were great when they first began, but now, and then you it, know, especially yeah. ghost adventures, um, yeah. And I still watch it. I still do. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a comfort show, you know. I mean, my kids watched mm-hmm. it with me yeah. when they were growing up, and but now I mm-hmm. watch it, and and every 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 investigation is you mm-hmm. know a portal to hell. It's demonic. It's you know oh, a dark yeah. entity. Yeah. How how you know? I mean, obviously these things are produced for television. They want people to watch. They want to keep their interest. Right. They want ratings. Um, Agreed. What what do the, what do these shows do that are um, that are right, and what are they doing that is wrong? In well, your, in your they opinion? have a tendency. They have a tendency to sensationalize everything and make everything, you know, about everything's negative. Everything's automatically negative. You know, this is happening, that's happening, so it's got to be negative. That's, and so when I talk to people, it's, that's the first thing out of their mouth. You know, is it negative? You know, is it a demon or whatever? You know, I'm like, no, it's grandma, whatever, you know. But they do that. They, they're going for the ratings. They're sensationalizing everything. And one of the bad things that they do is they provoke. And that's never a good thing. Why are you provoking something you can't see, you can't hear, you can't feel, and you can't do damage to it? Mm. What kind of idiot would do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna wipe the floor with you. You know, plain and simple. I, um, in 2018, I was on Ghost Adventures. They were doing a four-part segment on uh, graveyards of the Pacific. And there was a place called the Norblad Hotel, although they called it the Norblad Hostel for some reason, I don't know. And I had been there like prior to that and removed some demons that were down in the basement of the hotel. And they found out about it, so they called me and asked if I would do the show. And I'm like, at first I thought, well, you know, do I really want to deal with this? But then I hear this old demon. And he's like, you need to go, because I have a message for Zach. I'm like, really? And he's like, yes, go. So I'm talking to Jeff Bellinger on the phone, and this demon this demon comes in and starts growling over the phone, and Jeff Bellinger's like, what's that? I said, oh, nothing, just a demon, ignore it. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> so I... This, so this demon comes to me. I'm, I'm I, me and an, and my partner, that's in the Ghosts and Girls. We're driving down to the coast to do this, and 
the demon's talking in my head. This old demon's talking in my head. It's like, I have to give him a message. You have to deliver this message. This message is very important. I said, why? And he said, you remember the demon house? And I'm like, yeah, I vaguely remember seeing something about it. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm the one who took Zach's sight. Oh, no kidding. I have a message. Yeah, he said, I have a message for him. So I'm down there, and, and he's like, so they start interviewing me, and they're like, you know, what, you know, what's a demon seer? And I told them, and he, so I went, we did an investigation. Most of it was off camera, because he wanted to get, you know, what there was there. He wanted to know what was there and everything like that. And, and I'm like, okay. And then we start doing the part that was on the camera. And he says, you know, I want to see what you see. And I'm like, no, you don't. I said, it will give you nightmares. And so he just he just kept at me, and finally I said, okay, so hold my hand, and you'll see what I see. Because I had the demon, the old demon, I had him change the wall on the far end of the of the basement area. And the minute he held my hand, the part you don't hear on, in the show is that at first he says it was beautiful. It was white light. It felt so peaceful and everything. And then it's like a curtain dropped, and I saw it over in the corner. And that's when he ripped his hand out of mine to break the, the vision. And I asked him how his back was, and he's like, it's not good. I said, why do you ask? I said, because they go for your weak spot. And I said, he has a message for you. What's the message? I said, he's telling me to tell you that you need to stop provoking if you do not stop provoking, you will be sorry. I said, this is the demon that took your vision in the demon house. You know what he can do. You're lucky he didn't take it all. Jesus. And I told him, I said, so you better stop. He's, and he's like, well, I've dealt with demons before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Not like this one. <laughs> and you lost. How did that work out for you? But the thing is, people don't seem to, they think it's a game. You know, it's like, and he was, he, he ran out of the hotel after that. He just took off. And he phoned Billy and said, you know, because Billy Tolley was with me the entire time. He was my cameraman. And he heard the demon scree- screeching in his ear. He says, what was that? I said, oh, nothing, just a demon. Billy heard Ignore. it? Yeah. Yeah, in his left ear, he's like, I do not want to hear that again. I'm like, hey, well, you know, it is what it is. If you're dealing with this stuff, you're going to hear it. And so Zach called him and said, I don't think that woman knows what she's doing. Like thinking to myself, no, honey, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, don't get, don't get crazy. You know, they told me, the producer told me, don't remove the demon until after the investigation. And I'm looking at him saying, sure, no problem. Not. Why? So I removed the old, I removed the old demon because he wanted something to be spectacular, something to to show, you know, on the, on the program. But I removed the old demon and I thought to myself, oh, there's a lesser demon here and some creepy crawly dudes, they can deal with them. They're, I'll take them out afterwards. So they still got their sensationalism. Without the without the benefit of the old demon, the old demon will not 
the old demon would not play games. There was no way. I okay, said, you so, do understand that he, I I'm said, sorry. you do understand that he can reach in and, and stop your heart, right? No. I'm like, he can. So when you, when you got rid of the old demon, mm-hmm. you, you spoke about Ariel being able to just destroy these things. Right. Is, is that what took place? No, she did not destroy him. She's had long dealings with him. She did not destroy him, but she warned him that he had better not interfere because she would, she would take great delight in killing him. So the demon hasn't, hasn't been heard of for quite some time. Why, why would they, why do they get a second chance? Why do they, why do they get let off? Why not? This was an old, this, well, this was an old demon and the old demons are different. The ones you find mostly in the physical world are the lesser demons. They're like hormonal teenagers. They live to create chaos and destruction and pain and suffering, where the old ones usually do not come into the physical world because we're not worth their time and energy. But when they do come into the physical world, it's usually for a purpose, a specific purpose. Either Lucifer has them do a job for him, or they're seeking revenge on someone, or they're, or like this one, you know, giving them a heads up, telling them, you know, I gave, I wasn't lenient with you once. I won't be lenient a second time. And they're they're smarter than the younger ones. They're they're smarter, they're stronger, and they're more decisive. And they're very very clever. And ultimately, what what is their purpose? I mean, I know you said they're 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 hateful because you know they're they can't. I mean, what is what? Because their whole purpose for the younger ones is to create chaos and destruction, and to cause pain and suffering to people that are, live in the physical body. The old demons they just want to leave things alone and just do what they want to do. But there are also old demons that have turned into rogues. Rogue demons never a good thing. Those are the ones I have to kill like right away. I have to hunt them down and kill them. Because they don't answer to anyone. They don't answer to Lucifer and they certainly won't answer to the Legion. They need to be eliminated. What about God? He doesn't, like I said, he doesn't like them. He doesn't, he's tired of putting up with them. He's made the decision that they need to go. So you have to, there's a fine line, there's a balance between good and evil. And you have to, you know, for years and years, you know, for millennia, he has kept that balance between the good and evil. But he said no more. He said this is... We, this is needs to be done. We need to get rid of the demons because they serve they serve no purpose whatsoever. So that's what we've been doing for the last year and a half. Yet he created them, correct? 
No. Remember, demons were... Demons only became nasty when they, you know, they didn't get their way. You know, they rose up against God, and Lucifer and his followers rose up against God and said, you know, we're not going to do it. We're not going to have... He wanted to take over, and the Legion defeated him. And then he went into the, he put them in the dark realm, and they've grown mean and nasty over the centuries, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. And so that's their whole goal, is to get out of the dark realm. They can never go back into the light realm, but to get out of the dark realm and to cause as much problems as possible in the physical world. And they do all the time. You know, what we're, what we're taught with, with religion, you know, respect to um, Catholicism and, and Christianity, mm-hmm. right. you know, God right. is omnipresent and, and capable of absolutely anything. Yeah, he, can, he could destroy them all in, one, all in one fell swoop. But you have to, you have to realize, too, that if a, a demon is in possession of a human body, it will kill the human body if he destroys it. Like Ariel made that mistake in ripping the demon out of the woman. And he loves his children, so he doesn't want that to happen. You know, I've, I've always had... You know, I, I was born and raised Catholic, and I, I fell away from the Catholic Church because mm-hmm. um, well, quite frankly, a priest told me that dinosaurs never existed. And that, good at that. They, you know, and and so, if you've noticed, they never, they never talk about the war between heaven and hell because they don't know what caused it. They don't know what happened. All right, guys, just because it's No Shave November doesn't mean your partner is going to give you a pass on all your personal grooming. If you're not taking care of your friends and your pants, you'll end up being the turkey this season. So, this holiday, make sure you're looking good enough to be dessert after the family hits the road by going to manscaped.com and use the code UNCOMFORTABLE22 for free shipping and 20% off your order. Try the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 for the man who deserves it all. This package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus... Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your beak to your tail feathers. Of course, you'll receive the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, featuring the proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate giblets. Both units are waterproof, so cleanup is a breeze. All of Manscaped's shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to leave your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve any foul problems all day long. Once you treat your sack, you'll never go back. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNCOMFORTABLE22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code UNCOMFORTABLE22, Manscaped, for your personal grooming needs. But why? Every Catholic I've ever talked to has said the, said the same thing. Well, well, they never taught us about how it started or why it started or anything else. Just that it happened. My guess, because they don't have the whole picture. 
Where, but where religion can, is man-made. Where can, exactly, man-made. And anytime you introduce man, you introduce mm-hmm. a narrative. There you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, you know, I, I have I have Christian friends and, you know, I guess, you know, a sad state of, of, of what today is. You can't have, you can't have conversations, have opposing viewpoints, and at the end of the day, walk oh. away at the end of the day, walk away mm-hmm. and still be okay with Friends, just yeah. di- disagreeing <laughs> because everything is, yeah. everybody's got to take a side now. And, yeah. and I you talk, can't, you I can't talked agree. to God about that one time. You can't agree to disagree anymore. You no, either. I talked to God about that. I said, what's up with that? I said, you know, there's all these religions and there's some sort of, you know, uh, greater consciousness in, in all of these different religions. They all have that one, you know, that one denominator. And he said, I, he says, religion was created for by man to put a round peg in a square hole. And he said, I prefer spiritual. He says, I prefer the word spiritual. Because spiritual, you're open to anything of the greater good. And I'm like, okay, I can I can live with that because I don't claim to be anything but spiritual. You know, I I grew up Greek Orthodox because my father was was Greek, but I soon got dissuaded away from that because I didn't like the way that that things went there either. And that's when I started, you know, God and I started having conversations <laughs> more often than not. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess that's what I'd have to classify myself as, is spiritual. You know, I believe yeah. in a, I believe in a creator. Right. But, you know. Yeah. My husband's agnostic. Talk about two different sides of the, <laughs> of the pole there. My husband's an auditor. He's very left-brained. I'm the total opposite side of there. But it's like my husband said, you know, because my son asked him one time, you know, about what I do and what he thought of it. And he said to him, he says, I've seen the good your mother does. And even though I don't believe the way she does, I will support her in everything she does when it comes to that. Yeah. So maybe you can answer this. Why? for for a long time now why when i when i consider angels and god and 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 all of it why am i so pulled to an extraterrestrial connection because the original see god was part of a greater shall we say, there's a group called the Galactic Federation Council, and there's a group called the Council of Elders. And these were extraterrestrials with physical bodies at one time, but they don't have, haven't had physical bodies for long before, long before God was even around. So they, when I see them, they show themselves to me. It's like, they're, they're what you or I would call ETs, but they're ones that I've never seen before. You know, they're not like the Greys or, or you know, the other ones. They're like different. You know, it's I have um, 
I had a I have a friend who is a graphic artist. I had him create a visual of how I saw the council, the Galactic Federation Council. And I'll have to put it up on, on my website, but it's a very good rendition. I described each individual that was on the council and he and the four that were the ones that came forward most of the time. I had him put them in the foreground of the uh, picture. But they don't look like us. <laughs> There's one that looks a little bit like us, but for the most part, they don't. And what they told me was that they seeded, you know, they seeded the galaxies with their seed long ago. And so we're a product of it. Okay, so our God is not the only God. Right. God has 11 brothers and sisters. But he's the one that found our planet and found us back when we had physical bodies before we turned into pure energy. And he helped us and helped us grow and and his brothers and sisters helped other other civilizations all over all over. So are we when I say we, I mean other other civilizations not of this world. Right. Are we all Do we all come from the same? We all we all come from the, the same like genetic pot. There's like if I if I look at them, there are twelve different there are twelve different beings that make up the Galactic Federation, and each one of them is different. So we're a combination of all of these. It's hard for people to wrap their mind around, but it's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, yeah, I, but I for can me, talk to them anytime and see them. <laughs> for me, it falls more true than than anything I've been taught before. Yeah, that's it's it. That's, if you stop and think about it logically, it's like okay, you know, there are hundreds of thousands, probably billions of galaxies out there. And this group seeded all of those, all those other uh, civilizations at one time or another. So why not? I mean, you know, man has the ultimate gall to say that they're the, you know, the most intelligent, the only life. <laughs> We're not. We're the only ones that look like us, okay. But that's neither here nor there. My brain's starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I do honestly. I have to I say, have, though, for for many years now, many years, mm -hmm. you know, when when I start thinking about God and and all of it, mm -hmm. it only makes more sense to me when I look at it from an extraterrestrial perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, why should life suddenly spring up here 
Greg's not an amoeba. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about when we when we had physical bodies mm-hmm. way back. Yep. Were we here? The physical body, no. We were in like a galaxy. I'm going to be a cliche here. I'm going to say far, far away. But mm-hmm. we were in a whole other galaxy quite a long ways from here. And we looked similar to how we look now. Fascinating. Fascinating. You say they have two names, one of light and one of darkness. Right. Lucifer is the name of light for, is the name of light. And Lucifer means the shining one. And the dark name is Satan. So there's the light, there's the dark just like whenever when they went into the other realm of existence into the dark realm they chose new names for themselves and that's why and a lot of people think that if you say the name it it, you know you have power over the demon I'm like yeah right try that one why don't you now now I've always heard not to not to say their names because no, you, you never can... want to say their name because it calls them to you. Right. You know, my friend Clyde Lewis, oh, he was doing that. I'm like, Clyde, how many times do I have to tell you, don't say the name of the demon on the radio? And then he got an attachment, so I had to remove the attachment. I'm like, God, oh, come on, Clyde, don't do it. Yeah, it's like I tell people when they're on a paranormal investigation. Uh, one of the, I lecture at the Oregon Ghost Conference every year, and last year I did the uh, Paracon in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. And I tell them, the one piece of advice that I would give anybody and everybody is if you think you see something that's negative, whether it's a shadow person or a black mass or whatever, do not acknowledge it. To acknowledge it is is to, like, shout its name and say, hey, come on over. Here I am. Do not acknowledge it. You make it see you. You never want to make it see you. I had a shadow person experience when I was young. They're um, interesting. Probably... probably in the neighborhood of maybe nine or ten um, mm-hmm. I was in bed oh, yeah because you're still open at that at that age you're still open yeah I was I was in bed um, I was <laughs> I was a messed up kid I would fill my days I, I've been obsessed with UFOs since the age of five um, I found Bigfoot probably around the age of seven the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's literally been a lifelong, um, interest in, in all of the stuff that is mm-hmm. not that we, that we would consider paranormal, yeah. not normal. Yeah. So I would, I would spend my days reading magazines or looking at books or watching the occasional TV show because back then they weren't as prevalent as they oh, are yeah. now. Um, right. But exactly. then. 
But then when it was bedtime, I I was fully convinced that Bigfoot and aliens and werewolves and every other thing that goes bump in the night was was outside my bedroom window waiting to get a hold of me. Yeah. <laughs> so so I had to uh, I had to always sleep with my bedroom door cracked open about five or six inches, and uh-huh. we I always made my parents leave the hallway light on. So that I had some light coming into my room. Right. And uh, I was an only child. And it was only my mom, my dad, and myself that lived in the house. Uh And I had rolled over um, away from the window facing the doorway. And, Uh you know, it was not uncommon for my parents to check in on me, you know, before they right. were going to bed or right. whatever, they'd, you know, look in on yeah. me or whatever. Um, exactly, yeah. But I I looked at the doorway, and there was a, um, a silhouette standing in my doorway. And mm-hmm. like I said, the, the door was open maybe five, six, eight inches, somewhere around there. Um, but my dad was, uh, my dad had a flat top. Every day, every day of his life, mm-hmm. yeah. and he okay. was he was a little bit pudgy, so he had a very distinctive mm-hmm. figure. You know, I mean, you right. look right. like you, you could yeah, you would set, recognize set it. a yeah. beer a beer can on his head, and it wouldn't topple over. <laughs> um, and my mom had curly hair, uh, short curly mm-hmm. hair, and was a bit roly poly herself, and a little bit shorter than mm-hmm. my dad. Um, but this figure that was standing at my doorways was neither one of their silhouettes. Um, right. It was taller. It was lankier. And, and I don't mean that like in an odd sense. It just appeared to be a, thinner. a taller, thinner person. Um, right. A little bit more fuller head of hair than, you know, what I would say my dad would have had. Um, mm-hmm. My impression was male. And it just, it was there. And, you know, there, so the, the hallway light is on. And if, if my dad would have been standing there, I would have seen, you know, a, a glint of, of light off of his shoulder. I could have told you he was wearing a white shirt right. or whatever. The, yeah. There was not, nothing exactly. to that. There was no, um, there was no light forgiveness or um, light um, flooding, flooding yeah. onto yeah. this silhouette. And it scared the hell yeah, out of so me. Yeah, they're usually black. Yeah, they're usually blacker than black. You know, it it scared the hell out of me. Um, did it have Did it have eyes? Not that I remember. Not that I remember. And I you know, I've 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 talked about the experiences I've had throughout my life a lot mm-hmm. um, to a lot yeah. of people, and I've gotten a lot of eye rolls, and I've gotten other people like, "Oh my God, no kidding, really." Um, this particular thing. I never talked to anybody about. I never, I never told my parents I saw somebody standing there. I never, I've never verbalized it until I started doing this show. And it wasn't until I did a an episode with Karen Tatro from um, the East Coast. Yeah, and she came on. She, we did a wonderful show. I think it was a two parter, and in 
in her thanking me for having me, me having her on the show, she asked mm-hmm. if I would be interested in having a reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I would like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so about a week went by, maybe 10 days, something like that. And she sent me a message and she says, you still want to do the reading? I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's set it up. So we did. Mm-hmm. And, and she brought it up. And I had, I had not talked yeah. about it on the, on the show up until that point. Um, it's not something I ever posted about. It's not something I ever wrote an article about. It's not something she could have found out online. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, these things leave a distinct trace behind, negative entity type trace behind, and it's residual. So you can, you can, if you're, if you're good enough, you can pick up on it. But the thing she struggled with, she she picked up on it. What she struggled with was, was being able to say where she thought it was from. She wasn't sure what it was. Mm -hmm. And she, in fact, she said she got the impression that it was not harmful and that it showed up in times where I had, um, there was like great question or, um, decision that, that yeah. needed to be made. Yeah. It, it wasn't a shadow person. It wasn't at all, but you know, ghosts can make themselves look like that. You know, because you're not really seeing it with, you're not perceiving it with your eyes. You're you're getting the image that they're putting into your mind, how they want you to perceive them. It's the quite is. interesting. I had, yeah, the ghost is. I had a, I had a, I was called into children's theater, and they were saying that there was a seven foot tall shadow person, and he was scaring the children, and he was always roaming around there. And they wanted me to come and see if I could get rid of it. And I went and I'm like, okay, I turned the corner and there he is. And for a split second, I saw it as they saw it. And then it melted away. And I'm like, really? You're a short, fat, balding guy who never got respect in life. Why are you being nasty in death and showing yourself as as a uh, shadow person. <laughs> well, I want I want respect. I want them to be afraid of me. I'm like, you know what? Give it a rest. I'm sending you home. You don't need to be down here. So I sent him home. But they can make you see them as they want to be seen. Okay. You, 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 you're segueing into things that it's, I couldn't have wrote this better. Um, you sent it, you <laughs> sent him home. Uh, yeah, send him back to the light. Okay, so I guess this is a two-part question. I have gone on a couple of investigations. Um, mm-hmm. I have never um, I'll, I'll preface this by saying during an investigation I have never run okay. into anything that ever gave me the chills, uh, the creeps that I never, uh, that's not accurate. I mean, I got chills cause it was like, Oh, holy crap. But you're actually interacting with me, but I've never, I've never run into anything that I felt was negative. Right. Okay. A never, lot of people don't. And, 
And is that, am I fooling myself or? No. Okay. A lot of people spend their, in fact, oh, don't make, get me started. I did, like I was doing years ago, I did a uh, radio interview and there was another gentleman on at the same time. And, you know, I was talking to one of the guys in between the episodes. And this gentleman said, well, there's no such thing as demons. I looked at him. I said, really? Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as demons. There's there's no such thing as negatives. I've never run into a negative. I'm like, wow, I wish I could say that. I said, but they, they they do exist. I said, I looked at him and I said, you know, you're going to find that out in a few years. But then, you know, let it be a surprise. And he didn't know what I was talking about. But about six years ago, he went to Egypt and came back with a with a dark friend, shall we say. And I'm like, oh, my, how about that? So do I but, run? Do I know, run? There are people that, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. There are people that that don't believe. And there are people that investigate for 30, 40 years and never run into them. And I'm more power to you. But the problem is there's going to be that one time when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're going to run into them. And that's when you have to make sure that you do not acknowledge them. But like I said, people have gone gone their whole paranormal life investigating and never run into them. And that's great. I love it. You know, they run into grandma, the grandpa, you know, stray here or there. But that's cool. But, you know, I'm glad they don't. And you may never run into one like that if you go on investigations. But just be aware. That's why I always tell people, it doesn't matter. Just be aware of your surroundings and what's there. No matter what kind of an investigation you're going in on. And if you do, don't engage it. Yeah, do not acknowledge it, yeah. Because if you do, you're going to go home with a hitchhiker. And for God's sakes, don't provoke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think I think you probably already answered this question, but, um, you know, there's there's some... There's some people out there that that draw correlations to um, extraterrestrials as actually being uh, demonic. Nah. A demon by any other name is still a demon. Extraterrestrials, which I've run into, are still are just extraterrestrials. And Sasquatch is just Sasquatch. God love you for bringing that up. <laughs> you know? Because I ran into one out in Trout Lake, Washington. So it's like, yeah, not a big deal. Are you you messing with me? Are you like in my head? You know what I'm going to ask you? Because. (laughs) What can I say? Um, I'm not going there with that one. um, You know, you're you're from Oregon, correct? Yep. And so, you know, naturally, um, Bigfoot is, is a very popular topic on. Oregon and Washington, yes. You know, on it, it's a very popular topic throughout the world, but it's a very popular topic when I have a, uh, an episode on my show as well. And truth, <laughs> especially in the great Northwest. <laughs> truthfully, um, I would say that, 
it's it's got to be right around 50% of my episodes have been based on um, Bigfoot experiences. So it's... it's I, ran into, yeah, I ran into one one time that was, you know, very nice, very, very pleasant person, person, whatever. They, they communicate telepathically and yeah. they don't want anything to do with man. Man is a pain in their side, behind. Um, they don't have anything to do with man, and I, I agree. I told them, yeah, the farther away you stay, the better. And they try to avoid man at all costs. And um, it was kind of nice because, you know, they communicated telepathically. And this one was, I would say he was probably about 30, 40 years old, and he had, he had a child. And he had a mate, and I was very, I didn't, you know, probe any deeper than that other than say hello and, you know, that I wasn't going to bother him and that we weren't going to bother him, and and he was fine with that, and he just kind of sauntered off, and I, and, I, and I unlinked myself to him, and that was it. While you were linked, <laughs> did you... Did you gain any understanding of what they are, where they're from, why they're here? They're kind of like, I didn't go into the whole phenomena, but I got the impression that they were like something like a, kind of like a dinosaur that has remained hidden, you know, and in, um, you know, like Nessie in the bottom of the lake, you know, so deep. But it's kind of like that, something that's in the deepest heart of the forest where man doesn't come and only the animals go and they try to stay deep in the forest and away from all kind of human. So I think they're basically a, a just something that didn't evolve completely, but they're very intelligent, very much so. They're very intelligent and they're telepathic powers are stronger than most humans, which is quite interesting. And he was surprised when I communicated it with him in that form, but then that's how I communicate with animals when I do my animal communication. It's the same way for dogs, cats, whatever. So it was quite interesting. Very nice. Very nice. He wasn't afraid of me. He just didn't want anything to do with us. Yeah. Did you sense a hatred for us or... Just no zero more need, like zero like, need for yeah. interaction. Yeah, zero need for interaction, uh, no tolerance for us. And our what we do to the forest and things like that. They have a whole another situation there. They kinda remind me of elementals in that way. Um, elementals are the same way. Interesting. I wish you had. I wish you had more insight to them. Yeah, I just didn't want to probe in. You know, I didn't want to be intrusive. I wanted to be communicative, but not intrusive. Yeah. And I didn't want to. You know, it's, it would be like somebody coming into your house and saying, you know, yeah, you know, get the hell out, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or start giving you the twenty questions about. What, where you work, what, how much you make, and what your social security number is. 
I didn't feel that I should do that. I was respecting his his uh, his mind and not doing that. So you've authored several books. Mm, I do. My latest one is um, is uh, Demons Here: The Awakening. It talks about how the negative entities are influencing the world today, and there's a lot of information in there. There's a a chapter on protection. There's a chapter on how to help yourself and where to find help. And I have a lot of people that I've contacted, you know, for other people to get a hold of them, like the Johnson brothers and, you know, Keith and um, our Archbishop of the Order of St. Michael of Exorcist, Ron, Ron Vial, and several others that, that have given me permission to put the links to their Facebook pages or their websites in there so that people can get help. And it's just that there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff that's in there. And then I have one called The Dark Side of the Paranormal. It talks all about, you know, it gives away all the ugly secrets. <laughs> on the demons, you know, how they work, what what will work to protect you, what won't work to protect you, that sort of thing. And then I have a couple of books called Paranormal Encounters, book one and two. So my real-life paranormal encounters. And then I have one called Demon Seekers, uh, The Journey Begins. It's a fantasy book, but it's based on the seven archangels that are in the world today. And the second one, I have two chapters to finish, and it should be out before the end of this year. All these are available on Amazon, I assume? Amazon, yeah. Amazon, either in print or as an ebook. yeah. So Demon Seer, The Awakening, um, is that like somewhat of a autobiographical? No. No? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's basically I'm telling you, wake up. You know, this is what's going on in the I world. This is who's controlling it, that sort of thing. I had a friend of mine who says, I was going to create, I was going to do a autobiography, you know, kind of like a biopic type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nobody would be interested in, in your life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think maybe he was wrong, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I do have I do have quite a bit of that completed. I just haven't done anything with it yet. I have like four books in the works right now, and it's and I'm working you know 106 hours every two weeks as a nurse right now because we're short staffed. Yeah. So there's never enough hours in the day for me to do things. Yeah, my daughter is a uh, registered res- respiratory therapist. Just, yep, there's never enough hours. Just graduated uh, this past December and started her her work, and uh, mm-hmm. she loves it. But she has quickly found that there are not enough people. And no, there yeah. are never enough people lately since this whole "quote unquote" pandemic. But don't get me started that way. <laughs> I've been in medicine for forty-seven years, and and I've seen everything from SARS to, you know, the Hong Kong flu to, you know, uh, H1N1. 
you know, this this is no different. That, that, like I said, don't get me started. I've been in medicine too long. Time for me to retire, I think. I, I would love to talk about that, but I don't think it has any place on my show. And, nope. And people that do talk about that tend to find themselves having content being removed. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have some very, I'll leave it at that, but yeah, your poor daughter though. She'd be busy with yes, the respiratory therapy. Yeah. Very, it's very busy, very right? busy. And, uh, she's actually yeah. in a position where, uh, there's a, a children's hospital that's attached to the hospital that she works at. So mm-hmm. they are part of their contract is that if they need to pull you to a, to the the children's side as well that they can do that right and right. you know so she's she's doing double duty that's, with uh yeah and that's it's very difficult working with children that's yes. because you know they're so they're so fragile yeah i never thought that i would have to encourage my daughter at 24 years old to you know seek out um therapy but I think yeah. if she waits till it's too late, uh, it's yeah. gonna. Agreed. Yeah, I, you know a lot of people do, and a lot of people do it because you know you get PTSD. I mean, I've been doing this for forty-seven years, and you do you get PTSD. I've, over the years, I've found the ways to separate myself, and you have to do that. You have to. I learned that in the first couple years of my medical profession because I trained in the military and in 1977 I was stationed at uh, Fort Sam Houston Texas and we there was an airline crash in the Canary Islands and most of the people were burned and I was taking my first phase of training working with burn victims everyone from children to adults that's very hard at 18 years old. Well, thank you for what you do. Uh, it, it takes a special kind of person to be able to uh, to do that. Let me ask you, um, with the time that you, with your gifts and with the time that you have spent in, 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 in a place that sees a good deal of tragedy and pain and um, happiness and new life and, you know, just about every possible emotion you could probably imagine, uh, on this earth. Um, are you, are you seeing angels, demons, ghosts in, in where you work as well? Well, I work in a private clinic now, but when I worked in the hospitals, yes, the demons are prevalent in hospitals, care facilities, and so are the angels. They're there to counteract what the demons are doing. So you're going to find them in any one of those places. Uh, Mental health issue, you know, mental health facilities. Um, We used to have one here in Salem called Damish, and uh, they're quite prevalent there. Prisons, you know, they're quite prevalent there as well. 
what can we do on a daily basis to, and this was actually a, the name of an episode I did recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we fortify our spiritual armor? You have to have faith, and faith is very hard to have these days. It's you have to look at the good things that happen in your life. You have to look, it's like, I have to look at the good things. You know, I spent time in the military. I have a wonderful husband. I have a wonderful son. I have a good job. I'm, you know, I'm healthy. Um, I don't have any issues. You have to look for the good things. People are always willing to look for the bad things that happen to them. But you got to look at the good things. And you've got to understand that there's always someone worse off than you are. So you have to be thankful for what you have. And just keep keep your faith going. I mean, I don't care if you're, you know, if you're a Buddhist, if you're, if you're into Taoism, if you're uh, in Judaism, whatever. Find that that source of strength for yourself and, you know, and use it every day and talk to God, you know, or talk to Buddha or whoever, because nobody ever asked them if they're having a bad day and they do have bad days, just like you and I have bad days, but just look for the good in things. I'm not trying to be a Molly sunshine, but it's true. You need to look for the good and things, and your faith will be restored. It's it's interesting, <laughs> and, and I think it's because we're so conditioned mm-hmm. to hearing you have to have faith in God. Yeah, but you have to have faith in yourself as well, in that you're going to do the right thing. But, you know, God told me one time, he says, I don't necessarily judge you by your actions. He says, I judge you by your heart. If your heart is good, your actions are going to be good. And everybody trips and falls sometimes, he says. But just know this, I judge you by your heart. I judge you by your heart. Can I ask, where does Jesus Christ come into this? He he is like the go-between between God and the angels and as well as the humans. You know, a lot of people say, well, the only way to get to God is through Jesus. But Jesus is important, but you can you can talk to God too. I mean, sit down and have a conversation with Him. A lot of people think He won't answer. I won't hear Him, but He does. But He doesn't always answer in the way that you expect. He told me one time, "I give people what they need, which is not necessarily what they want." And I, I assume by that you mean that we should be open to seeing signs 
right. from God. But we're open so to, yeah, open to seeing signs. But a lot of times we're looking for symbols crashing, and you know somebody to deliver a thousand dollar check or million dollar check to you. You know, and how many people are actually? Thing. How many people actually have the time that they're not spending with their face down in their phone or the device? Yeah. Exactly. Talk to each other. My husband and I complain about that all the time. <laughs> You're probably missing a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't know how to talk to each other anymore. And My son, I raised him so that he doesn't do that. He's not obsessed by his phone. And the only I use my phone just to keep connected to help people mm-hmm. for the most part and, and my family. My husband owns a, a phone, and he barely knows how to, barely knows how to call somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I've... I have to say I've been um, I've been very good uh, for the length of time that smartphones have been out. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been able to not be obsessed with it, not into all the social media or caring about what you know my six hundred and some friends on Facebook are doing or you know all that right. stuff. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I have noticed. Since, since all my information for my show is available uh-huh. on on my phone, you know, like how uh-huh. how a specific episode is doing, um, the scheduling episodes, and you know, checking out the analytics right. and seeing how things have performed. Right. Um, right. I've found myself in the past month or two where I, I it, it's almost like a missing time episode. Where I'm like, what the hell happened to that last hour? I could not have been on this phone. <laughs> it does. Just and but I know. yet I have, and I don't. Yeah, like you don't that. realize. Yeah, yeah, you don't under you don't realize how much. Like when I start writing, working on a book, you know, two hours can go by, and I and I'm still in the same position. I'm still sitting there, and I try to get up out of the chair, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> I'm so stiff. <laughs> you know, you don't realize how much time has gone by. Yeah, you just. You know, you're so focused. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, it's time and you just got to turn it off. That's why I tell people. I said, listen, I have a home phone. There's a reason I have a home phone. Because when I get home from work, the cell phone goes off. And you know, if, you, if, if you're that close to me, you know my, phone num- my home phone number, you call me. <laughs> Otherwise, forget it. Well, June, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I want to thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I had a great time. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, do me a favor and sure, like rattle off all your uh, all your information, where people can find you, your websites, where they can find your books. I'll put the links okay. uh, at the bottom of the description of the episode when it airs. But uh, for the listeners, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, they, you can find all of my books. I have nine of them. You can find them on um, Amazon.com. They're on, they're in print or ebook format. And my website is Demonseer.com or Mystic Connections with an S. dot O R G. And under Facebook, you can find me under June Colrus Lundgren. 
and I'm on Twitter, but I don't do Twitter too much. So there you go. June, again, uh, just a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you so much. And uh, Oh, thanks for having me. I had a great time. I'd love to reach out again at some point and maybe revisit oh, yeah. some of this. Sure. All right, dear. We can do that. Thank right. you so much. Take care. Good night. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.